This episode is brought to you by Jinx, the superfood-powered dog kibble everyone's been talking about. See the results for yourself and try their one-month transformation. Within the first few weeks, you'll see how Jinx can help with your dog's energy, mood, and even digestion. And it's all thanks to the high-quality ingredients they use, like organic chicken, Atlantic salmon, and grass-fed beef. Try the one-month transformation today. Find Jinx in your local Walmart. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Hello, my name is Dan. This podcast is Desert Island Dicks, which I reckon you've already worked out because you're a smart bunch. Flattery aside, let's get into things. This episode features comedian Bemi Oladipo, and uh, I feel bad that I haven't put this out yet because we recorded it ages ago, but uh, we went through a phase of just recording so many each week that, you know, you're going to get a bit of a backlog. So anyway, I'm addressing that now. Here is an episode with Bemi Oladipo. He's a very funny up and coming comedian. I reckon you should go and check him out. I'm certainly going to because my new, not New Year's resolution, but just general life resolution is to get out and see more comedy. So uh, I'll be sharing any recommendations from my lifetime outside of the podcast with you and hopefully getting comics on the podcast as well that I like that I've seen. Oh, talking about going out to things in real life. How about you come and see this podcast in real life? Because we're taking part once again in the very brilliant Cheerful Earful Podcast Festival. And we're going to be doing a live Desert Island Dicks on Thursday, the 2nd of November in Balham in southeast London at the Bedford Pub. And we will be joined by the frankly brilliant Jenny Eclair. Uh, I think she's going to be so great with the, with the Desert Island Dicks format, to use a sort of wanky phrase. But I think she's going to be really funny. She's a very no-holds-barred, no-nonsense kind of person. Uh, and I think she's going to have fun with it. I'm certainly looking forward to it, and I hope you are too. Go to cheerfulearful.co.uk and get a ticket now. They're eight quid plus like a booking fee, which I think means it's still under a tenner. So that's... I mean, that's pretty good. That's less than two pints, isn't it? Or three coffees. I don't know. It depends where you live. But most things are pretty expensive, aren't they? So um, you pick a unit of your choice. It's still cheap, though, I reckon, for an evening's entertainment. And there's another two podcasts on that night as well that you can go to. But uh, I think you do have to buy tickets for those separately as well. But hey, I would love to see you there. I had such a laugh doing it last year with John Robbins. Jenny Eclair is going to be great. I feel confident saying that now. And uh, it would be lovely to see you in person. So, yes, yeah, 2nd of November, Bedford Pub in Balham, cheerfulearful.co.uk to get yourself a ticket. Why not do it now? And whilst you're doing it, here's a podcast to listen to. It's the brilliant Bemi Oladipo on Desert Island Dicks.
Hi, I'm Dan Benedictus and welcome to Desert Island Dicks, the show that sees you marooned on a desert island after a plane crash with the worst people and worst things imaginable. Who they are and why they're a dick is up to our guest and here to share their Desert Island Dicks with us today is comedian Bemi Oladipo. How are you doing? I'm good, man. Ready to talk about things I don't like. <laughs> I mean, you know, are you a sort of upbeat guy? Do you find it easy to rant about the things you hate? I mean, there's a lot of choice in the world these days. I don't generally tend to hate people, but I hate aspects of people. Does that make sense? Okay, well, I'm, I'm fascinated now to see, see who you've chosen. So let's get straight into it then. Uh, who's going to be the first person joining you on the island? It's an easy one nowadays. You know, I don't like this person. No one likes this person. Um, but I don't like the person for a very particular reason. You know, it's, it's Piers Morgan, right? Piers Morgan, yes. I don't like journalists, a lot of journalists. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Sounds very random. Have you ever watched CNN, Fox News, whatever, where, you know, where they have the talking heads and whatever? Mm. And, you know, when you're sitting there, you're like, ask the right question and you don't do it. I don't, I don't there's a level of insincerity right and people especially when i used to watch a lot of, i don't know why when he was on what was it was it good morning was it good morning britain yeah i used to watch that a lot obviously they've got like a limited amount of time to to ask their questions and get out of there blah 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 blah, blah. and it almost felt like every time someone was about to get caught in a lie right they had to go to a commercial break or something blah 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 so i like the idea of being on an island with him because you can't go anywhere you can't, you can't run. Mm. Now we got to face forever and, you know, we'll suffer together. So I kind of want him there because I don't like him, but also it will be good to see what you can get out of someone like that if you were with them forever. Yeah. I mean, I think the thing is like, on the one hand, you could pin him down a bit and try and sort of like break him down a bit. And like when he's got no one else to impress and he can't make any money off. Ooh, that's a good point. Because those people, they do it because they've got an audience in it. And what does he do when he doesn't have one? That's a good point. Danny. Yeah, because it's like, point. can you just stop objecting with everything just to be contrary? You know what I mean? Just mm. to sort of... But then, but then I just think it's so embedded in his character now. He would just like, you know, you'd like catch a pig and you'd eat it and you go, God, we're so lucky to find that pig. Now we've got something to eat for a few days. And you'd be like, oh, but are we though? Like, you know, just like any little you thing. You're so. like, I just think he's so like, he's just one of those people. He just loves winding you up. And he was like, oh, it's just healthy debate. And it's like, no, Piers, we're stuck on an island. You're being a bell end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> See, God, I can never know. That's what I, I always, that's what I want to find out though. What you just said. I want to know if that's actually, is that you? Is that the real you? I always wonder with those people, is that the real you? But you think that's just him. And even on an island, he ain't changing. It's hard to know, isn't it? Because it's like, I think it's like when people go undercover. You know, you see a film when someone goes deep undercover and sometimes they can just keep up the pretense that they're like this other character and they survive mm -hmm. and they're all right. And then sometimes they go too deep and they can't come back out again. You know what I mean? I think with people like him, the Katie Hopkinses, those sort of people, it's like, do you believe it or not? You're kind of fucked. You're sort of painted into a corner yeah, anyway. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I don't know. It'd be interesting. It is a good point. I always, yeah, I always wonder with those people. Have you ever seen, going off of the, have you ever seen, this, have you ever seen Atlanta? I haven't, no. You've got to watch it. It's phenomenal. There's a great, there's a great episode here which sums up my thoughts on, it's the most mind-blowing thing, right? You've got, you've got like a, moderator person journalist in the middle then you've got a rapper and then you've got someone else who is there to talk about lgbtq issues and stuff like that and she is accusing the rapper of being misogynistic right 
And there's this phenomenal moment where the rapper responds to something she says after she's accused him of being misogynistic. And it makes a lot of sense as to why he's not. And she goes, actually, you're right. I actually agree. You're not misogynistic. But there's like so much time left in the program, the guy in the middle starts panicking, (laughs) right? And he tries to accuse the rapper of something to rile her up and it doesn't work. And there's no show. (laughs) So when I think of all these like, the Pierce Morgans and stuff. I'm like, that's, if if people don't, they've got nothing, right? So my mind, if you're on an island and it's impossible to create that sort of friction, part of me is like, what does he, does his mind explode? Or does the real him come out? I don't know. I mean, it's sad that that's where sort of telly's got to these days. Cause like, I'd be happy watching people agreeing on a sofa or like... Thank you! you I'm the same as you! And I think a lot of people would. It's like, oh, do you know what? Like, you know, it's like, okay, so you're a white man. You're saying that all these people are snowflakes and blah, blah, blah. And then someone goes, oh, well, I'm a person of colour. This is how it affects me. And you're like, shit, I never thought about it from your point of view. Like That never happened! That must be really hard, actually. Do you know? Because I don't have any black friends. I've never thought to ask someone. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's mind-blowing. It's my, I don't know if you've ever been in that situation. I've been in that situation because I'm a very, like, I'm a very, I like to say I'm a very changeable guy, right? I hate, I've never understood the need to hold on to your opinions, if that makes sense. So I don't know if, I've always been in this situation sometimes where I'm in a very heated argument with someone. Like, it's quite heated. But then they say something that makes sense. And a lot of the time, I can instantly just be like, actually, yeah, you're right. People's brains, they're like, but but you were just angry. Yeah, but you made sense. Yeah. and it's <laughs> We're allowed to change sides when yeah, a good yeah, viewpoint is given to mental. us. Yeah. It's mental. It's mental. But not, it never happens on TV. It never happens. And I always want to, talk to these people in real life that are in these and be like, why? Just why? Well, maybe you could be the person to change Piers Morgan. And if you got rescued, he'd be like, you know, like, thanks to my good friend, who's a person of colour. I've really, you know, I've really like embraced this whole new, I was, I was wrong, everybody. I'm going to go, <laughs> you know, on my GB News channel, I'm going to call it GB Europe. Nah, nah, nah. Daniel, Daniel, the second we get rescued and he's there's an audience again, flipping <laughs> back. Maybe. He's yeah. back. I'll take that deep down knowing. But you got you gotta get we all gotta get money somehow, man. Do you? <laughs> I'll never I'll never begrudge a man for getting bread. <laughs> I don't know. I still begrudge the way he goes about it, but <laughs> <laughs> get your money, man. Get your money, Peter. Get your money. All right, who's gonna be the second person joining you? I I think I would really not like to have my mum. I know that sounds weird because I love my mum, <laughs> but I've, I've thought about this long and hard and I think it would be torturous because you don't want to see people you love on an island. Does that make sense? Yeah, because you wouldn't want to see them like wasting away or struggling. And... Yeah, it's just like, oh, you know, so that would almost be worse than being smoke. <laughs> yeah, definitely. At least I could get some glee. <laughs> but this, it's like, no, no. No, 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 no. Yeah, I think it's difficult because, like, on the one hand, you're like, you don't want to see him wasting away and getting ill. And then also, like, our mums can wind us up quicker than anyone else in the world. You know what I mean? So in that stressful thing, you're like, oh, now I'm really snapped at my mum. Now I feel bad. Or, like, or she's snapping at you for something going, you're not, you know, you, d- you didn't cook that fish right or something. And you're like, yeah, oh, give me yeah, a yeah, caught yeah, the yeah, fish, yeah, for fuck's yeah. sake. Come on. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, that would, that would depress me. I mean, you'd also have to see your mum dealing with Piers Morgan. I mean, how do you think they'd get on? To be honest, it's just a weird thing to say, but she's such a, like, um, 
not in an offensive way, but it's quite nice. She's quite simple in a lot of ways, <laughs> right? So you know how other nowadays everyone's in the, the Twitter wars and this, and they get in the weeds. And, you know, my mom's the kind of person, the ultimate conclusion is, I just think everyone should get along. Like, it's just, it would be nice. So he would maybe go off on it, and it wouldn't even penetrate. Does that make sense? Like, she doesn't get angry. She doesn't get, I think it would frustrate him, actually, which might be nice, because she just won't grab onto anything. She's like, I love Jesus, and that's it. <laughs> she won't get too deep into the weeds and the politics and the, you know. I bet my mom doesn't even know what identity politics means. I genuinely don't think she does. So I think it would be fine. I can imagine, like, maybe if, I don't know, if push came to shove and he really annoyed your mum, maybe, like, Piers Morgan getting a proper mum-style telling off. Ooh. Like saying, I'm disappointed in you. I'm Piers. disappointed in <laughs> you. That, that could be it. That's the key. I think you've cracked it. Someone needs to say that on TV. I'm just disappointed with you, Piers. I just leave it like that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, to be honest, like, I can see how for you, you know, obviously it's incredibly complicated and like being stuck with your mum on a desert island with Piers Morgan. I mean, from what you've said to me, she seems like a lovely person to be stuck with on lovely. an island. Like, I think I'd quite like to get stuck with your mum on a desert island. You know, <laughs> it's like, it seems like it should just be really nice. It's so, she's so lovely, but I just hate to see it. No, I can understand that. All right. Well, I think, you know, it's going to be really interesting to see who the third person is and how that everything hinges on that. The third one, yeah. I thought about this, right? It's more a type of person. I've, you know, people. I've ever spoke to people that are like fake deep. Mm. Does that make sense? Yeah, 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 yeah. This is actually my hat because it's fresh. I won't say, I don't want to say a name because it's actually like, it was after a gig I did last week. I did a gig at Soho House and then one of the audience members was talking to me, this girl right afterwards. And I wanted to kill myself. I, I'm not <laughs> even, I wanted to kill myself. Um, if she hears this, she knows she, but she, she kind of just like, everything is so like, you know, like we were talking and she goes, so this comedy thing you do, like it's like a spiritual experience, isn't it? You know, with like, you know, and she started talking about dimensions and just, fake depth and it drives me mad it drives me mad it's like yeah. do you know who erica bardo is yeah 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 erica bardo is actually quite spiritual right mm. but it's like some people don't understand how that's meant to work and they just say things there was a few comedians and she was there and we were chatting and she was a bit absent-minded and i was like oh you're okay wait what you, you you're good and she genuinely genuinely said to me sorry i was just like you know in the other realm what the, what does that mean it's called daydreaming what does that mean <laughs> so imagine being on an island with someone i would kill myself i'll kill myself i'll kill myself genuinely i'll kill myself yeah no i totally agree i think like there's such a fine line isn't it because there's aspects of spirituality or being able to see the good in the world they're so helpful and useful or like being able to appreciate little details that you might otherwise you know i get that that can really help our well-being especially when the, the world is basically a bin fire you know like mm -hmm. but then there's a point where like i might have said this before in the podcast once i was in india and i went and i did a yoga class and before the yoga class like everyone there was real like hippies kind of thing mm. and before the class like we had some tea in these little cups and one of the girls who was staying there she collected up all her cups and i gave her my cup that just had hot tea in it it's 38 degrees outside and she took the cup and she's like oh it's still warm mm. and i was like yeah, because it's had hot tea in it and it's 38 fucking yeah. degrees. Like, there's nothing 
there's no lesson in this. It's like the lesson is just things go. heat up when you put hot things in them. Like I'm not and like I've said that to some people and they're like, oh, but you know, she's just trying to like find the good in stuff. I'm like, yeah, look, don't make me the bad guy here. Like I was at a yoga class in India. I'm trying to improve, but it's a hot fucking cup. Like there's no there's no depth to that. <laughs> like, yep, yep. That is it. In fact, there is there is a you've just said something that reminded me of someone. And it's, and I can't, oh my God, her name, it's going to come back to me. She's like a life coach, mm. Coach Stormy. Okay. So she did this life coach thing where she's got loads of her, you know, she's taken loads of her people to this place, loads of people to this place. And she, you know, she's one of those, she inspires you, teaches you how to be rich, whatever. So there's a part, yeah, where she's eating off a plastic plate, right? With a bunch of women. And one woman has, She's got like more food in her plate than she does. And she looks at that woman's plate and she starts saying, the way they've served your food, is it's not fit for a queen. You're a queen, all right? The way they served your food means they don't respect you, all right? Look at mine, it's elegant. Look at yours. Your queens don't move like that, all right? That is beneath you, all right? And, and the woman, instead of going, that's bullshit, she's like, mm, mm, <laughs> I know exactly what you mean. I know exactly what you mean, yeah. This is... You know, and she's like, yeah, you know, before before you said that, I didn't think of it like that. But now that you're saying this, Coach Tommy, you know, it's true. Like, this isn't, this play isn't fit for a queen. You know, there's like, there's too much chicken and this and that. You know, I'm a queen. I need to move like a queen. I was like, you're hungry. Yeah. You're hungry. What do you mean? Fake deep. It drives me nuts. And being on a desert island with someone like that. Oh, man. Yeah. And that's such a weird example as well, because it's like, you're not creating queens. You're just creating a nightmare for the service industry right there. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Because <laughs> there's loads of people who are like, sorry, uh, you've put the food on my plate, but it's it's not really fit for a queen. You're like, I don't know what you think. This is Nando's. This is Nando's. Relax. I don't know where you where you Relax. think you are right now. Like you asked for two sides, right? They're, they're there. You know what do you want? Coach Stormy. That's the, in fact. That's the name. I'm, that's her. That's the person. Okay. Her and anyone like her. Her and her like affiliates. Yeah. Fake, deep, finding a lesson and everything when there's no lessons to be learned. Yeah. Relax. I'm trying to eat chicken. What do you mean? Like I said, it like it's such an important thing in life to find like nice things and enjoy like the goodness and remind yourself what you're grateful for. But like there's a point where you just go, Oh fuck off, man. <laughs> like, come on. Like like just you have to live a real life as well. Like there you, you go. know. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna walk into the ocean, guys. It's fine. Nice. Okay. Well, we've got a good selection of people there. All right. Now, mercifully, amongst the wreckage of the plane, there was some food and drink left over. Unfortunately for you, it's your least favourite food and drink in the world. What are they and why are they so bad? This is a controversial one. I don't understand it. I don't get it. It's just weird. I don't. I'm going to say, Bemi Oladipo does not understand steak. There you go. Steak, okay. I don't get it. I don't get, <laughs> listen, yeah. I don't understand it. No one can, people have tried and I don't understand it. I've been to, someone for my birthday took me to Nobu because they knew I'd, just to get the most, they're like, if you don't like this, this is it. And I was like, it's whatever. I don't get steak. Steak is the most bland, tasteless. Do you know the problem with steak, yeah? The flavors, anytime anyone, I eat steak with someone and they're raving about it. It's like they're, they're tasting. I don't need subtle flavors. I don't like steak. 
Don't get it. No white steak. Okay. And if I was on an island with steak, I would. It's just nothing. It's like to, it's like eating wet wood. I don't get steak. I don't like steak. Never give me steak, people. I don't get it. Not a fan. I mean, like I I do like a good steak. What's a good steak, Daniel? Tell me. What's a good steak? Well, it's just a slab of meat with nothing. <laughs> Yeah, well, this is this is it. Well, yeah, for me, it would be like you know, nice soft texture. You know, so it's like it's like you're not chewing away for ages. It's nicely cooked, not overcooked, and it's sort of you know just. But I know what you mean because I would say that as I get older, I do realize like you know because I like most. I'm not very fussy eater, right? So I like most of the meats and stuff, but. I do realise often it's like it is more bland than a lot of things you could cook. You know, like if you get like a, a stew with something that you have to cook for a long time, like oxtail or something like that, you know, like there's there's more of a flavour to it. And I watched this programme recently. There's like it's this famous Italian butcher, right? And he said he grew up in this butcher shop with a quite poor family. And all his life he was eating all like the leftover bits because his family wouldn't give him like the good cuts, but they knew how to make nice stuff from all the cheap stuff that was left over. He said when he was like 18, his father took him aside and he was like, look, I'm going to give you like the best steak in the shop. And he cooked it and he was like, this is amazing, but it's not that interesting. He was like, I've never had meat so soft and, and you know, melts in your mouth and whatever. But actually, like, where's the flavor compared to all the other stuff? What you just said is it. There's nothing interesting about steak. Anytime I hear people talk about steak, I feel like you're, it sounds like you're Coach Stormy. You're making stuff up. <laughs> you're making stuff up. Oh, it's the the texture and the, it's just right. And it's, uh, the, the, the. it don't taste of nothing. I'm sorry. It's so, it's so boring. Steak is so boring. And I've had all kinds because people have tried, man. Was it, what is it? Wagyu steak? What was that? Was that yeah, it? Wagyu? Yeah, that was probably what you had. They were like, like Wagyu yeah. steak. Look, they were like, this is it, Bemi. Wagyu steak. I was like, what the hell is Wagyu? <laughs> and then this, this is the thing about steak, yeah. Steak, the only food where you got to tell a backstory to justify what it is. Right? <laughs> you chicken is chicken, but wagyu wagyu steak. It's from yeah, you know, there's these cows in China and they they sing songs to them and the cows meditate, and that means <laughs> the, the the meat is a certain way and this and that. So when you eat it, it goes through your system. No, it's a cow. Relax, <laughs> relax. It's steak, and it's there's nothing to it. Steak is boring. I know what you mean. Like, I mean, like I say, I do enjoy a good steak, but I think that like, it's one of those things like, like I like wine, but there's a lot of bullshit to wade through. You know what I mean? Like, mm. you know, like, or like, I like pretentious beers, but like, I don't want to have a conversation about them for an hour. You know what I mean? Yeah, and, yeah, same yeah, like, yeah. and I think it's something like, you know, real bros latch onto. It's like, you know, like there's like this real like thing about dudes cooking with fire and like, and it's Oh like, my oh, God. Man. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. You know? And it's like, I don't want it to become this like gendered thing where like, oh yeah, boy, boys, let's go out and get a steak. It's like, steak. we're men, let's get the most masculine thing we can get. And it's like, can we just go out for some food? Like, I don't like all this stuff that's attached to it, you know, so. You're right. I feel like that's the most, the, look, I, I'm not trying to say you don't actually like steak, but I feel like you've all been tricked. <laughs> you've all been tricked and it's the story around it. And it's what steak, people like what steak represents more than steak. That's my take. I don't, I don't get it. You've got a fair point. And I think it's more about texture than flavour a lot of the times. I think you're getting more flavour from some like cheaper cuts and stuff, I reckon. So, yeah, I, I think you've, you've, you've put forward some strong arguments. Plus, also, you're going to have to, like, Coach Stormy is probably vegan. She's probably not going to have a great time with it. 
Mm. You know, you're going to have to go into all that. Every time you eat it, she's going to tell you how bad it is for you and stuff like yeah. that. Piers Morgan's going to be, oh, shut up. Such a load of nonsense. This is this is what men, the, the woke liberals trying to get rid of steak. <laughs> all right. Well, look, you've got a mouthful of steak. How are you going to wash it down? What's your drink choice going to be? This is more a fear because I've never done it. <laughs> okay. I've never drank alcohol before. Okay. So I, what, I mean, help me out here because I'm, you got to help me out, Daniel, because this is I was thinking about this. You got to help me out. I, what I couldn't figure out is if it would be the worst drink to have because I've never done it, or the best because I've never done it. Does that make sense? Yeah, I mean, either way, it's going to be pretty dehydrating. So, like in terms of like a functional point of view, mm-hmm. you know, just having alcohol isn't great. Um, it's not good for you, okay. And I think that if you've never drunk it, it's probably going to knock you sideways the first few times so Mm -hmm. you know like and it would be much easier to uh, have a bit too much and be sick and then you feel hung over in the heat Mm. see that's the thing yeah because i've never done it and also back to the steak like when pretentious people eating steak they're always like you're gonna have a good wine what is it red good red wine with it Mm. fun story about me though actually (laughs) um i've never drank alcohol however this is true for a, for a short period, very short period of my life, I was a sommelier. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not making this up. I'm not making this up. How did you swing that? At this little restaurant. Basically, there were just loads of roles. And because I know how to talk, innit? I'm like, they were like, yo, yo you be the... I was like, what's a sommelier? They were like, oh, it's a wine expert. I said, but I never drank wine. They're like, oh, it's all right. Here's this little book. Just read this book. Be confident when you're, when you're recommending things. And I was a sommelier. <laughs> I used to give wine recommendations, but I've never drank wine. <laughs> I used, and one guy caught me out once. He just kept asking questions. And I just had to tell him, I said, look, I don't know. Just Why are you trying to catch me out? Go away. I don't earn enough money yeah. to, for you to do this. It's not a competition, man. Yeah. Yeah. He was like, oh, so you're, which one would you recommend? Oh, I'd recommend this because of this. Then he asked a deeper question. Yeah, but the texture of this. Yeah, then have this. Yeah, but this. I'm like, look, dude, just, I don't. <laughs> I don't know. It's wet, man. Drink it. <laughs> yeah, there you go. But yeah, I was a sommelier. Wow, that's impressive. That's I mean, that's ballsy. Like I can black. I can black. Yeah, nice, nice. I mean, I think one good thing about because you're on the island after a plane crash. The one good thing about alcohol for you as someone who's teetotal is that, like, on a plane, it all comes in quite small measures. You know, you have little bottles, so it's probably quite appropriate. You know, so you won't like just have a big bottle of whiskey and yeah, chug yeah, it. Yeah, you know, yeah, so yeah, yeah. so maybe it's a good way to start. But yeah, I just think. There's too, you know, the feelings and emotions are running high. I think there's too much going on and like, you know, you could easily like, yeah, it could all go wrong too easily. So I think for you, probably, actually for most people, I think alcohol is probably a bad idea on a desert island. If I am going to start though, Daniel, what are you recommending? First drink? Uh, Well, probably you just want something like not too strong. So like a beer or just like a cocktail, you know, so you could, or like some of the juice, you know, something so it's fruity. I so do not- like, I, I love a fruity drink. I love, I'm on, I'm the guy that, I'm the guy that, that orders a fruit mocktail everywhere I go. Yeah. So you get some fruity cocktails, I think. Although they've got a sting in the tail, do you know what I mean? Cause that's the thing you think, oh, I can just knock these back and they're like, you know, don't taste of the booze. And then, mm-hmm. Yeah. But you know, don't worry. We can work through it together. Like maybe, you know, maybe I'll, I'll be yeah. your guide. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Shipping can make or break a sale, so optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. They make it easy to automate and manage orders no matter how big your business grows. 
and they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Sign up for your free 60-day trial now at ShipStation.com and use the code P-O-D. That's ShipStation.com with the code P-O-D. This episode is brought to you by Jinx, the superfood-powered dog kibble everyone's been talking about. See the results for yourself and try their one-month transformation. Within the first few weeks, you'll see how Jinx can help with your dog's energy, mood, and even digestion. And it's all thanks to the high-quality ingredients they use, like organic chicken, Atlantic salmon, and grass-fed beef. Try the one-month transformation today. Find Jinx in your local Walmart. Okay, now, Bemi, fortunately, you won't be without entertainment on the island. The plane's entertainment system continues to work, but just your luck, it only has two working settings. One is your least favourite film of all time, and the other is your least favourite song. What are they and why? Song? I hate stuff that's too joyous, but also doesn't sound (laughs) genuine. Okay, okay. The song I hate, and I hate, I really hate this song. I have such disdain for this song, it's unreal. Black Eyed Peas, I got a feeling. Oh man, yeah. Kill me, bro. Yeah. Kill me, kill me, just kill me. It's okay. Don't play this song anymore. Just kill me. In fact, they got they got two songs I hate. Two, two of my most hated, two of my most free hated songs are Black Eyed Peas songs. I got a feeling, and um, in fact, I'm gonna give you three songs because I don't. <laughs> I got I got one of these. I got a feeling. Then what's that? People killing people. I hate that shit. Yeah. I hate yeah, that shit. Yeah, yeah. It's corny. Mm. I hate it. And then what's that? This I sound like such a dickhead for not liking this. <laughs> so, this last one. This um what's the see you again? It's been a long day. <laughs> oh bleh. I hate it all. I don't know which any of those three. Yeah, man. So Who's the last one, but is the last one Black Eyed Peas? No, is it? No, no, the last one's not Black. It's, it's Wiz Khalifa, which is another thing. Because I'm a big rap, I'm a big hip hop fan. Mm. So when rappers that I know are like a bit more hardcore, they get that pop gene in them. Ah, it's a bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then you got the guy. Ah, <laughs> ah. <laughs> Those aren't lyrics. Yeah. What do you mean? What's that? Yeah. I don't like that. It upsets me. No, I get, I definitely get you. I mean, okay, let's go through this. And so Black Eyed Peas, I mean, that I got a feeling is just, for me, is, you know, like I really like dancing, but I hate dancing to music I don't like. Do you know what I mean? Some mm. people are like, I'll dance to anything. You know, if it's got a good beat, I'll just dance to anything. And yeah, I'm, not, yeah, I'm yeah. not that person. I'm like, like, I will leave the dance floor as soon as I don't like this music because I, like, I hate that feeling. And for me... That I've got a feeling song is the feeling of sitting there at like maybe someone's like anniversary or birthday and people going, come mm. on, Dan, come and dance. And you're like, yeah. no, no, no. And you don't want to say, no, 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 trust me. I fucking hate this song because you're trying to be polite, but you're like, Bro. no, it's okay. I don't want to, you know. And then if you say you hate it, you look like a dick. Because like, how can you hate joy? Mm. I got a feeling. Dun, 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 dun. Oh, my gosh. It's so horrible. It's, it's like so an horrible. alarm, though. That first bit, you hear it, it's like, bam, 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 bam. And you're like, oh, God, it's, it's, it's that I've got a feeling klaxon. I've got to get off this dance floor. It's a horrible, it's a horrible song. And also, when you're all just losing your mind on an island and it's just relentlessly upbeat and it's Yeah, like... it sounds like the kind of song that would play in, like, 
like you in some sort of weird black mirror thing where they're trying to torture you in some isolated place where like everything that's going on is really dark but then they've got this really like happy song you, you know you know like it's it's like it's like what made um thingy disturbing what's that squid games right what made it disturbing isn't that it was just dark is that actually it was quite aesthetically bright quite colorful you know you had the doll the big doll but then that would kill you you know all the colors made it darker somehow you know so if you're suffering and then you're hearing this awful nursery rhyme sounding thing constantly it would make you it would make you want to suffer yeah yeah songs like that I can really imagine like I've got a feeling playing you know like if you're outside a club and someone's upset or they're throwing up or there's a fight and you just hear that but muffled in the background yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. it's the perfect yeah. backdrop for some chaos yeah, yeah do you know what I mean okay so that's a good one. so what's, what's the next one what, what we got next we got um people killing people that's it I don't yeah. like that I don't like that it's where is the love? Not here. You know when songs try to make you feel something? I don't want to feel it now. Yeah. I think every now and again, it's like a pop formula. Like maybe every five years, a band will go like, hey guys, why are we all arguing? Hey, wouldn't it be better if we just loved each other? And you're like- And we all got along? Yeah, I, I get it. It's kind of complicated though. And they're like, you know what I mean? But I think it started with like the Beatles, you know, again, all you need is love. And it's like, yeah, I get that. Like, I get that, you know what I mean? But like every few years, there's like a different version of it. It's You're right. There's something about it that removes the, um, what's it called? The nuance of what it actually means to create world peace or whatever, right? And it's like, just love each other, man. Yeah. Just love each other, man. It's like some hippie. And I think like the Sugar Babes or Atomic Kit and someone like that, they did one. It's like, hey, guys, we're all just the same. Like, don't yeah, judge yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. Like, we're all the same. And you're like, I know. Like, but, but you know what I mean? You can't, you sound like a prick if you're sort of cynical about it. And it's like, mm. no, you're the ones who fucking wrote the song knowing that you're going to make money. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And sometimes you can let them go. You know, black or white, Michael Jackson, right? It's cinema, cinema. But you know what? It's Michael Jackson. But this, father, 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 help us. And then the <laughs> rapping, you know, um, hysteria by the media. It's like, oh my god! Honestly, it's hot. It's horrible. It's horrible. Like, I'm a big rap fan, so when I hear rap like that, it's like, bro, you didn't write that. Your kid wrote that, like. What do you mean? That's that's like a child, you know? Hey, little Timmy, you know, do a little rhyme for us, you know? Hey, apples, you know, apples, man. I don't know, just lame, lame. I hate that song. I hate it. Yeah. All these choices are perfect. They're all like, it's like you said, it's like upbeat, but it's not really, it's cynically upbeat. You know what I mean? It's like, it's designed to make money, you know? You're very good at, at enunciating how I feel. <laughs> Cynically upbeat. I'm gonna be using that from now on. I love that. Cynically, <laughs> it's almost it's focus groups. That's what it is, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like you know, like an Ed Sheeran album. You're like, you can go through it and you go, this is the one they'll play on the rock station. Yes. This is the one that goes on yes. like Kiss. This is the one that will yes. go on Magic and Radio Two. <laughs> this is the one. You know what I mean? It's like someone sat there and be like, how do we make this album play on as many stations as possible? You know, it's like this. Yeah, I just uh, it does my head in. And the Where Is the Love is perfect for that. Like you said, it's like this is the song where we all get in a circle and hold hands 
and sway from Stratus. Where is the love? Not here. <laughs> not here. Not, not here. here for oh, you. Right. It's not, not here. here. I agree. Yeah. All right. All right. Cool. All right. Well, strong choices there. What's your film choice going to be? There's a thing that's blown me since a kid. I don't. I don't know what's wrong with me, but I have a strong hate for musicals. So it's got to be the sound of music, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's got to be the sound of music. I hate that. <laughs> I'm not saying this to be controversial. When I was a kid, yeah, I didn't even like the Disney films. I, and that's not true. I kind of liked them. But, and I mean, I'm a five-year-old watching The Lion King, right? Mm. I mean, I'm, I'm engrossed in the story. I'm liking it. The second they start singing, it takes me out every time. I'm like, why are they doing that? I complain to my mom. She's like, that's what the, I don't like it. So the sound of music. I've never made it all the way through that because I'm just like, I don't know, maybe, maybe, I don't know if it's, I'm not a big musicals fan either. And I think maybe, I don't know, because I was young and it looks a bit old, you know, sometimes when you're young, it's like, so same with my kids. If you go, oh, well, look, you might like watching He-Man from when I was little. And it's like, straight away, he goes, this this looks wrong. I don't know what it yeah, is. Yeah, but yeah, not, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I know the thing about musicals, it's weird, isn't it? It's like, and it's, you know, I'm someone who loves music, but it's like, and there are some films that have good songs in, but I think it's generally, there's like a musical style of music. You're right. And, and and actually, I don't, I generally don't like musicals. There's only one musical that I actually like, to be fair. And I think it's like, because it doesn't always fit that style and it's a lot darker when it's older. And also, because when I was younger, in a school play, I actually did it and I learned all the songs. Um, Little Shop of Horrors. That's the only musical I can. Okay. Yeah, I yeah, can, yeah. I can stand, but that's just because there's there's death and there's two there's two alternative endings to it. There's mm. one where like the world ends and everyone dies, and I'm like, I like that. Mm. I like yeah, that. Yeah, fair enough. It's not fair this enough. manufactured joy. Everyone dies. Um, that's and nice. I watched the I watched the Blues Brothers the other day, and uh, and I was like, oh right, yeah, this is a musical, but it's good because. It's, it's Ray Charles and Aretha Franklin and yeah, James Brown. You're like, exactly. yeah, these are heavyweights. You know, it's yes. not just sort of like, yes. it, you know, it's them writing amazing songs. It's not just sort of musical songs. It's just a film yeah. that has loads of good songs in it. And and because they're so good, I don't mind that everyone in the world just suddenly starts dancing spontaneously mm. because I think that's what would happen if you saw James Brown in church or like Aretha Franklin yes. in a dino. Like, I'm going to go with that, you know what I mean? But I the rest of the you. time, it's like, we're all in a factory sweeping up, but now we're doing it in time. I've worked in factories. Nobody in there is going to do a spontaneous dance. I, I, I agree with you. Because this, this, I think what you just said as well, once again, you're good at enunciating the whole Aretha Frank. Because I'm pretty, in the Little Shop of Horrors, the main, um, Audrey to the plant, the evil plant, is voiced by, I think, a Motown singer, actually. So it's really, it's, I like that already. So I can handle that. But all the other stuff, all the other, you know, I am going on some. No, <laughs> no, no. I don't like musicals. Don't yeah, like musicals. Fair enough. And also, like, you've already got a load of songs that you hate on the island. So now you've got a film that you hate with a load of other songs that you hate. So you're like really packing in. I yeah. got to listen to. I got a feeling. All that. No. Yeah. I'm no. going to say, actually, for the for the music, I'm going to have to, to make it work, we're going to have to give you like a compilation, you know, like now that's what I call dance early noughties or whatever, you know, so we'll, we'll give you like a compilation and the sound of music as well. So um, No, please don't. Yeah. 
<laughs> get me off this island please then yeah Bemi I can tell like from the look on your face it's taking its toll but like we're almost at the end and you will be granted your freedom because finally the island is overrun by the biggest dick of all the animals which animal is it and why might be an obvious one but I, I, it's the only it's the truth like, I'm I'm really scared of snakes okay I'm really 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 I've got a snake a huge snake phobia when I was in primary school it was like a pet day someone brought the snake they just brought a box and it didn't even i think that was the first time i ever saw a snake in person it's been like nine just brought a box opened it and the snake just started coming out and i froze and she got the snake i remember she was like, oh, it, was my, it was my friend and she goes there and she put it on my neck oh and you know, it was moving, it was like kind of in front of my face. I was looking at it and I was just like, mate. <laughs> <laughs> mate. Oh my god. This I can't, I can't, I, I can't any and it's any you don't have to be poisonous. I don't know. I'm not I'm not comfortable around them. They 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 really oh man, no. Yeah. See, do you know what? When I was young, I had a real fascination with snakes. And I, I always asked my mum if I could have a snake. But she's my mum's Australian, so she's like has a bit of a fear of them. Like she sort of grew up like obviously not trusting them. And um and now that's sort of faded away a bit. But I can absolutely understand why people have an issue with them. Cause like they are fucking weird. And basically I dislike most things that are like a snake, like anything that's like long and straight mm. and wiggly, I'm not a big fan of. But mm. I don't know what it is with snakes, but even though I like them, like if one just appeared on me or like I was sitting under a tree and one came on my shoulder or something, like I wouldn't just go, oh, great. It's a snake. I love them. Mm. You know what I mean? It would still freak me out. It's like, I think it's just something so hardwired into us that like, I, I you know, I've seen them in the wild before and it's freaked me out and I've jumped a mile. You know what I mean? Like, I think mm. it's just, we're built to be scared of them. I think, you know? Yeah. And I'm one of those, I see a snake and I, I'm, I'm asking myself questions. Like, how is that moving? I still don't understand it. I know, I look, I, know, I'm, I'm, I might be stupid. But I'm like, how are you, how does that move? You ain't got legs. What are you doing? Yeah. yeah how do you move that quick? Yeah, because some of them can swim as well. And you're like, <laughs> how? And like, how? climb trees and stuff. And you're like, I don't know. It's, it's like, and the colors and shit. And like, they can blend in with stuff. And, and some of them are huge. And then they're like, I read a story on, in Indonesia. It was on the BBC like last week. Some some woman went missing in some village. And then they found a snake. And the snake was looking fat. <laughs> Killed it, opened it up, and this woman was dead inside this snake. It's an old woman. Yeah. And your mouth, how is your jaw disconnecting like that and swallowing a whole human being? And it's not even that you ate, you swallowed her, bro. And now you're just chilling there for months, digesting a whole person. Yeah. No. Yeah, that whole thing of just like eating the thing whole, you're like, are you, are you enjoying that? Like there's no, <laughs> there's no joy there. And then you just sort of, you know, it's just a thin head and then this huge antelope <gasps> lump in it. And then like the tail's thin and again. The tail, like, yeah, yeah, the yeah. The fuck yeah. is going on with you? What's wrong with you? How hungry were you, bro? What's wrong with you? Yeah. It's so weird. And it's yeah. like, they just, Ah, oh, man, they wrap yeah. around you and the this and that. I don't, I don't, I'm not a snake guy, man. They they freak me out a lot. I'm sure yeah. people have said snakes on this podcast before, but. 
Yeah, but you know, like I said, I think it's a reasonable thing. Like, I mean, you know, I'm I'm sitting in a room here. I've got a picture of me like on the back shelf there, which is like me when I was nine years old in Australia holding a snake at a zoo, and it's like one of my favourite memories. I've got a snake tattoo, but I still think they're freaky motherfuckers. You know, like I still think they're weird, and I think I can begrudge anyone for being scared of snakes. Really, See, I think it, it just sort thing. of makes a lot of sense. You know? Yeah, and like with other animals, right? I don't like every like like even. Even dogs, right? Certain type of dogs I don't like. I don't like I don't like them dogs that look like they lift weights. <laughs> you know, them dogs. But there's mm. also cute dogs. I never seen a kind of snake where I'm like, I like that. There's no no size, no species, nothing. A snake is a snake. It could be the smallest snake. I'll be upset. No, I think that's it's very fair. It's, it's hard to put an argument against them, to be honest, even as someone who likes them. So mm. I think it's fair. And it's it's a fitting way to round off your island of crappy people and things. So you've done a fine job today, Bemi. So well Thank done. You. Now, listen, uh, where can people see or hear more from you? What are you up to at the minute that people should know about? Me, I'm up, I'm up to a lot, actually. Um, so at the moment, obviously, doing a lot of stand-up, but I'm also writing a lot of stuff. I write on the... Um, if you have any, any football fans out there... Um, the, the 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 fantasy fantasy football league show on Sky with Matt Lucas, Ellis James, Andrew Mensah. Um, I write jokes on that, which is which is great because I love I love football and I love comedy. So it's like, what else could you ask for, really? Mm. Um, yeah, doing. I'm always I'm always out there performing all over London, all over the country as well. That's me, man. Um, yeah, and we can keep up to date. You're on Twitter and Instagram and stuff. Yeah, Instagram, Instagram. I need to be better on my socials. I need to be... The agents always tell me off that my social media <laughs> is a bit poor, but it's about to step up, don't worry. Yeah, ours, ours is too. We're always saying it here. <laughs> so, yeah, like, it needs to step up. But um, yeah, social media, first name, so um, G-B-E-M-I underscore high. You know, Gubemi, as you will, underscore high. Nice. Listen, Bemi, thank you so much for coming on today. It's been a real pleasure. And uh, yeah, can't wait to see you live as well. No problem. Thank you so much, Daniel. Cheers, man. Take care. So there you go, Bemi Oladipo there. And uh, yeah, I feel like I uh, did a really long intro there. So I'm going to do a short outro to sort of make up for it. Thank you for listening. We'll be back with another episode next week and more episodes after that forever and ever and ever until the world is full of audio. <laughs> no, not that. But i um, just going to keep doing it, aren't we? That's, uh, yeah, that's my commitment to you and to the podcast. Desert Island Dicks has been a sync clap production. It was dreamt up and produced by James Deacon. It was produced and presented by me, Dan Benedictus. Expert editing today came from the very brilliant Chris Attaway. Thank you, Chris. And a big shout, as always, to the big man, John Deacon. That's it from me. Back soon. Bye-bye. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com.